0: You know, Stalin and the Nazis were these welfare state types. Uh, One of us is a stand up comic. Can you tell who it is, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> peckerwood brick. Um. <laughs>
1: but the problem. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Oh my god, that's like I could use that to teach the whole arc. Do we have any kind of archaeological evidence? Any kind of any kind of other corroborating
1: evidence? This is a geek history of time
0: where we connect nerdery to the real world. I'm Ed Blaylock, I'm a seventh grade world history teacher here in Northern California and a father of a 22 month old little
1: boy. Awesome! And who are you? I'm Damien Harmony, I'm a Latin teacher who dabbles in world history as well. Huge uh, dabbler, I dabble. I am a tourist. I actually just finished <laughs> going over seven different empires with the kids, and they're starting to all figure out that empires follow the same trajectory.
0: Well, good. Mm-hmm. Nice and then work. I asked
1: them today. I said, hey, so now that we God, know what I an empire I was is. I wish working with high schoolers. I wish you were too. <laughs> Come on, apply up here. It'll and, be okay. Someday. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I asked these high schoolers uh, today. I said, so was America ever an empire? That was a fun question for them. And then I asked, where are we on the trajectory? And one of them immediately says, well, we're in the bad leader stage.
0: <laughs> Can't argue. So, uh, yeah. honors kids, because yeah.
1: that's pretty quick on the uptake. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. We just spent just shows... all
1: this time hammering it home. Okay, so. well, and,
0: and that just shows how obvious our circumstances yes, are. Yes, if a really. sophomore can get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, wait, our president is kind of, oh, no, he's just sophomoric. Yes.
1: yes. Sorry. Don't, don't insult Sorry. the reading level of our don't students. Don't be a fool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: History will judge you as a devil. Oh, oh my God.
1: So, yeah, Uh, I'm I'm Damien Harmony. I'm also a father of two. Uh, My daughter is almost finished with the seventh Harry Potter book. Yep.
0: Okay, hold on. Last time we talked about this, she was on the fourth one.
1: Yeah, she's just about done with the seventh. Wow. She's prodigious. Devoured them. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, So, wait. Okay, she's almost done with the seventh book. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how many times over the course of her reading the seventh book, uh-huh. how many times has she disintegrated into tears or thrown the book against the wall?
1: I don't think any because she plays her emotions much more close to the chest. Okay, yeah, because
0: um, so I, I got it. Because yeah. we're talking about the Harry Potter books, I, yeah. I got to share this. So, the seventh book came out, mm-hmm. and my my best friend from college, mm-hmm. uh, he and his wife developed the tradition that he would read each book to her. Oh, neat. Allowed. And um, they got to the seventh book. And I was, I don't know, a, a day or two behind them. Okay. And so he was working really hard when he was commenting on stuff. He was working really hard not to, not to throw any spoilers at me or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, there were a couple of points at which I got bewildered, angry, all caps, text messages about... The fucking house elf, really? (laughs) You know,
1: I am curious. The owl, yeah.
0: You like you got to kill characters, yeah. So you go for the owl, yeah. Really, you're gonna do like he was. He was incoherently angry because. J.K. Rowling had reduced his wife to sobbing tears yeah. because she was so invested in all these characters and now she was, and now she was weeping and now he wanted to kill somebody because that's how that works. I'm curious
1: him. I'm curious you as know. to how my daughter's gonna handle uh George dying or Fred. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, the the Weasley twin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, him dying or Tonks and Lupin. Oh, um, I loved it because it was all about the Blitz.
0: Yeah. Know, well, yeah. It was. It was. It was the Blitz and the Great War. And yeah.
1: It was a British person. Yeah. Now my son, uh, he's not reading Harry Potter, but uh, he's getting better and better at math. Uh, he's. Well, that's good. Yeah, he's really growing in his love of multiplication. Um, and he's also started reading Star Wars comics because he has decided that instead of being super into Marvel, he's now super into Star Wars. Okay. I'm like, "Oh darn. Oh shucks. Like, you just went from my my favorite to my favorite."
0: Yeah. This is cool. Okay, we're good so, with that. Yeah. yeah. No, so. it 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 I think it's it's interesting and and I'm going to mention it to the audience right now uh-huh. that that it is something we have remarked on how long it took us to get around to talking about Star Wars in an episode because yes. We are both of us super fans. It's
1: one of the few overlaps we actually have. Yeah,
0: it's it's one of the few places where our where our nerdery actually like yeah. like meets up. Um and it, it and might have
1: just been a Canadian standoff. It, like <laughs> where we're just holding the door open for each yeah, other like, opposite sides of a hall. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah. No, then, no, no, you go. No, no, I'm, sorry. no you, I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we got ways to make it just say the letter O. <laughs> So, I'm trying to remember was that Canadian bacon? I'm trying to remember the title of the movie but yeah yeah we got ways of making you say <laughs>
1: oh um, so yeah but uh they're still both kind of into Marvel um but they they are certainly branching off into other directions well so. that's that's good yeah, that's good. So hey, do you remember back in the mid2000s uh, it's the, hazy. The It's really really okay. hazy. There was. I was, a, I was going
0: through some stuff, but I'll try.
1: Yeah, there was a okay. comic series that came out. It was sprawling across all of the uh, issues of Marvel. It was called Civil oh, War. So
0: you, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, when you said it was sprawling across all the issues, mm-hmm. I was going to say, wait, did DC do another crisis in the middle of that time period, and like, I just missed it?
1: <laughs> they might have. I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, who knows?
1: Um, That'll be your episode. D- d-
0: d- I'm, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? No. Well, I ain't, do- I ain't touching DC. <laughs> Never no. mind. Make mine Marvel.
0: Yeah, same here. So. But yeah, no, Civil War. I remember yeah. Civil War. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, what War. if I told you that the Civil, the character Civil War- character
0: assassination of Tony Stark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs> he finally got interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. He was an alcoholic at one point too. Yeah. So um, you know, but he was always a C lister. Yeah. Uh, and until this, and then I think. Well, and then this, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. playing
0: him in the movies immediately.
1: One year thereafter, like,
0: like yeah, Robert Downey Jr. playing anybody, any fictional character in the movies will immediately turn him into an A lister. Yes, because it's Robert Downey Jr.
1: True. But this this did occur. This predates the MCU completely. Mm. Uh completely. Well, we, okay,
0: hold on. It predates
1: when? Iron Man and, okay. and The Hulk with uh Edward Norton. So the ones where they start having post credit okay. scenes. Okay. It predates it predate, them
0: all. okay. So yeah. we're so we're dating MCU from there, not yes. from the earlier right. uh Hulk film.
1: Right. Okay. Because uh, the MCU is where you start weaving them together in the post-credit okay. scenes. Okay. So right. uh the Civil War is patriotic. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Uh, Oh. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm here. You're sad. I'm down. You're going to be very I'm going to. Very down. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So Civil War in Marvel Comics was a major watershed for Marvel Comics uh, because it took an inherently moral issue. Yeah. And pushed hard on both sides and their mentalities. Yeah, it didn't just present here's the moral issue and here's clearly the right side.
0: We're gonna go punch Nazis now.
1: Yeah, like, it wasn't just that. It yeah. was
0: the the issue was not presented as just being a straight up right. duality. One side is right, one side is wrong.
1: Right. It was. It in really fact, got
0: into no. There are there, there are yeah. aspects on both sides.
1: Yeah. And it worked. And and it worked despite itself. Like so many things.
0: Okay. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wait to hear your thesis and then we'll yeah. see whether you convince me. Okay. So.
1: So it was published in about a six-month period from July 2006 to January 2007. There were several delays along the way, but those are the basic publication dates. And it was a direct reflection of some of the pretty key civil liberties issues that were arising uh, and had already been decided uh, at that time. Okay. So, here's what's happening in 2006, 2007. Uh, and, and well, to get to there, we got to get to what led up to it. So, like so many of the episodes where I focus on something, we're going to go back to
0: 9-11. Dude, get over it
1: already. I, I, evidently, I like never Mick forget. Mul-
0: like Mick Mulvaney has mm-hmm. told all of us to do, get mm-hmm. over it.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently, I never forget. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani might.
0: Rudy, well... But I don't. You know, clearly, he yeah. has issues. Yes. So, but... Carry so,
1: on. 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um, and at uh, as it shook America to its core, uh, it shook us to the point where I'd argue that it dislodged America from any realistic ties to the democratic republic we'd aspired to being. Okay. We ceased to be that promise. Uh, and there might have been death throes and gasps and plugging in and, and resetting the, uh, the machine. The life
0: support machinery.
1: And it, it was still... But it wasn't just 9-11 that did it, right? So it was also... Mm. There was a series of anthrax attacks a week later. And there was also a plane that crashed over Queens a month afterwards uh, called American Airlines 587. It was a really yes. scary time for people. Uh, and it felt like there was an increasingly dangerous world coming down around us.
0: Well, it was the first time... It, it was the first time in in,
1: two, in history, really yeah. in
0: really two generations yep. that as a nation we had suffered that kind of
1: attack. On our own soil. On, on our yeah. own soil. Because we'd had the USS Cole in 2000 well, and there were a couple of uh, bombings of U.S. embassies, but those are all remote well, well, and one, in one, places one, that you could debate whether or not we should have been.
0: Yes yeah. but it, it the, the other the other thing I'm I'm going to argue here mm-hmm. is that there's there's a qualitative difference between them as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now all of those were carried out by terrorist organizations that had anti-American agendas because yep. of
1: reasons but they were military or they were, diplomatic targets.
0: one of them, one of them was a military target the others were diplomatic targets. Yep. And there's the issue of of 9/11 being the attack on on our homeland. Mm-hmm. But there's also the the aspect of um well yeah it it's it was it was qualitatively a kind it, it came from a direction and mm-hmm. was carried out in a manner that we had never witnessed before it was an entirely novel form of attack true the idea that like the the analogy i always use is the pattern on the wallpaper right we see airliners fly overhead every day we don't even think about it we right. hardly even notice them it'll be, it'll be like oh i hear that oh hey i'm in a that flight that south, southwest yeah. flight whatever whatever and to all of a sudden have the pattern on the wallpaper come out and kill several thousand people yes was fundamentally different yes from a terrorist Crashing a boat with a bomb into a U.S. cruiser, or right. somebody suicide bombing a—you uh, know those those were forms of attack we had seen before. There they right. were—they were—they were horrible for the people that had to go through them, for the families of people that had to oh, go yeah. through them. But this was a mass casualty event mm-hmm. carried out using part of the fabric of our own society and our own economy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even even Pearl Harbor, right. which was massively traumatic yes for the generation that witnessed that that was a military attack
1: mm-hmm. on a military on target. A
0: military target absolutely you know this 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 the the level of shock mm-hmm. that we all suffered mm-hmm. was not just because of the scale of the attack but it was because literally we couldn't trust anything
1: anymore yep. i'm glad that you're pointing that out because that's like, going to come back like up anything yeah and like even yeah. when we had the Oklahoma City bombing, uh, which was a truck bomb. Yeah. And that was a fairly new thing for us. Yeah. And and uh But then we had the seen it in other contexts that, outside of the United States. The year, so. Well, and the year prior yeah, you're right, in Beirut. Yeah. But also the year prior to that you'd seen it at the World Trade Center, if you remember. This is true. Uh so we're like, okay. Also attacked
0: by Al Qaeda.
1: Yeah. Uh or its antecedent. Yeah. Um and so it's like, okay, those are Those are ways that people do attacking, and that's really awful, and we'll see what we can do about this. This was, you know, an empty truck blowing up Mm -hmm. and killing hundreds of children or dozens of children, hundreds of people is awful. Um, A plane crashing into a building is even worse Mm -hmm. because everybody on that plane is dead, and then everybody in the building is also going to suffer. Many are going to die. So... And again, a month later, there was that plane crash, American Airlines 587. And I remember being in a credential program, and all of us were just stunned yet again. And of course, everybody thought that it was sabotage and all that. And it turns out it might have been just a, I believe, the engine failure. Yeah. Uh, So it was a scary time. And it felt like there was a lot of danger. And as a result, Americans and their elected representatives were looking for security. This all fed very quickly into the understandable, and I say unforgivable, urge to restrict civil liberties through expanding policing uh, by multiple magnitudes and on multiple levels. Yeah. Jim Sensenbrenner wrote a majority of the Patriot Act. A Patriot Act, uh, the word Patriot is actually an acronym. I forget exactly what it stands for. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's gross. Anytime
0: you get to a P-A-T-R-I-O-T, a seven-letter acronym, mm-hmm. You're working too hard.
1: Yeah, but, and also you're you're clearly trying to fit the word patriot into it. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah,
0: working too hard. You're just like.
1: Some of this already, uh, this incorporated already in motion plans and legislation that was introduced earlier that session anyway. Mm. So you're just kind of baking it in. Now, among its more important aspects, here you go. It authorized indefinite detention of individuals without due process, especially aimed at immigrants. I'm going to say that again because I think it bears repeating. That was already in the works. Indefinite detention of individuals without due process, especially aimed at immigrants.
0: Pri- okay, that was already in the works prior to 9-11? Yes. Who, who was... Do you have the information on who was behind that?
1: Sensenbrenner was writing the Patriot Act. There were other people who <clears throat> were writing other things, and he folded that in. So I don't oh, know who... Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it... Also, uh, allowed for far more latitude for law enforcement to search homes and businesses without the owner or occupant's consent or even their knowledge. I think there's something secret, in the Constitution. Secret,
0: secret bench warrants, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay.
1: It allowed no judicial oversight beforehand when it came to exploring people's emails. Not even bench warrants now. Yeah. Uh, no judicial oversight when it comes to exploring people's phones or their messaging services, or their financial records, mm-hmm. and on and on. It allowed law enforcement far greater laxity when it comes to library records, mm. library records, medical records, and on and on. You have these huge, sweeping, massive changes. Yeah. Now, normally, for a shift like that, you'd expect months and months and months of debate, discussion, what legislators do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This this got passed without anybody saying boo.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's taken them since 1921 to continue the debate on the Equal Rights Amendment to the Constitution. Mm. 21. So that's we're yeah. almost 100 years out from that, which yeah. has the nefarious goal of ending legal distinctions between men and women by codifying it into the Constitution. Just yeah. to give you an idea as to what's taken almost 100 years to get into the Constitution with no sight of it happening anytime soon. Quote, well, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Period. So, yeah. yeah. Now, they grind slow on the important things like that. Yeah. So, Well. yeah.
0: Yeah. The the It, it says a lot about who it is who has been making the decisions, yep. who it is who's been getting elected mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And then it says an awful lot about... How completely panicked mm-hmm. we all were collectively yes. as a society. Yeah. Because because the thing is the the debate over ERA mm-hmm. is whether ERA gets passed or not mm-hmm. is a matter of representation it's a matter of opening doors for people who haven't had doors open for them yep it's i mean you know it's it's a big deal Mm -hmm. but within the context of where everybody's nervous system was immediately after 9-11 yep this was this was a matter of no no we we just got to do it right like like everybody went into fight or flight Mm -hmm. like collectively as a society we went into fight or flight yeah and the Patriot Act was the flight part of that. Yeah, we have to we have to uh, make ourselves safe. Yep. Behind a fortress wall, we have to be able to find all the bad guys. We mm-hmm. have to stop all the bad guys. Right. And, and we have
1: to basically uh, exponentially increase the Truman Doctrine. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. idea chaos, that chaos,
0: chaos anywhere is a threat everywhere. Yep. Like and we talked about when, yep. when we were talking about uh, McCarthyism yep. and, and everything related to that. Um, that's NSC-68. an untenable. That's yeah. an untenable policy. Mm-hmm. That's you just can't. You've
1: you set can't yourself up eliminate. for failure.
0: You have set yourself up for failure. Yep.
1: and you have so, set yourself for for perpetual war. Yeah. Uh, so you want to know how long it took to get from when Sensenbrenner wrote the Patriot Act and got it signed into law? A it, week. It was introduced October twenty third. Okay. The very next day it was passed in the House, 357 to 66. Holy shit. There were nine no votes. Three Republicans voted no. Democrats comprised the other 62 no votes. But they also comprised 147 yes votes. Mm. The Senate passed it the following day, October 25th. 98 to 1.
0: Who voted no?
1: Russ Feingold, Democrat from Wisconsin.
0: Of course it'd be a Wisconsinian. God bless him.
1: He was the Jeanette Rankin of his day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost yeah. the same area, too. She's from yeah. Montana. The following day, October 26, 2001, George Bush signed it into law.
0: Well, because of course he did.
1: Not a single legislator who voted to pass it had read it all the way through. It's roughly 130 pages or so to start with.
0: Of, of, by the way, I want to point out, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between reading, having, having gone through a legal training program. Yes. There is a really big difference between reading 130 pages of, you know, a history book
1: mm-hmm.
0: and 130 pages of legislation. Yes. Reading 130 pages of... a a history book or some kind of informational text
1: that's a nice night
0: that's 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 an afternoon that's an Mm -hmm. evening you know have a glass of wine you can Mm -hmm. get through it you know it'll take you a couple of hours probably Mm -hmm. but you can do that 130 pages of legislation yeah I don't care if you're Thomas Jefferson and you have an IQ of 175 Mm mhm you are going to have to think while you are reading, and that mm-hmm. is going to take you
1: days. And not only that, but this legislation sprawls and seeps into everything. It's well, the it, reason touches, it
0: touches on regulations all over the It's the reason code. that you
1: have to uh, sign something at the pharmacy to get Sudafed. That's Patriot Act.
0: I thought that was pre-Patriot
1: Act. No, that's Patriot Act. It folded into it.
0: Okay. There might have
1: been other things there, tied to it. There was, okay, but there, folded into it into the Patriot Act was that specific thing. Okay. So the ACLU, Jesus. the American uh Civil Lib- Liberties Yep, uh, the American Librarians Association. Okay. And a bunch of others begin challenging the law almost immediately. Because yeah, right. A uh, job, <laughs> well, actually it's the job of the legislators Well. But whatever. whatever. When legislators fail... They took an oath Uh, to uphold the Constitution.
0: Yeah, great. It's
1: nice that we have this redundancy built in of other people who are watchdogs. Good point. So the courts quietly overturned chunks of it, which was nice. Good. Much of it was short-term, though, with sunset clauses to take effect in 2005.
0: Uh, you mean the overturning had clause? No, 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 the, 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 the act. The act itself. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So, for those of us not doing the math, that was to happen after the next inauguration took place. Well, yeah. Many of them Duh. were supposed to, yeah.
0: Because kicking the can down the road is what legislators do mm-hmm. better than just about anything. But else. also,
1: he kept us safe this whole time. And now he's got a second term. That's what that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Many were, many of these things were set to over now, to sunset on. in December of 2005. Okay. Yes. So hold on. Yes. Question. Sure. Real fast. Sure.
0: Um, the, the Congress uh-huh. that passed this. Yes. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Was this a, we had a Republican, a Republican administration Republican in the Congress White too. House. This was a Republican Congress. Okay. Yeah. So Yes. Of course they wanted to make sure that it would sunset after, yeah,
1: okay. It's not till midterms of his second term that it was Democrat uh, majority. Okay. So consider that for just a second, okay? Okay. The party that's in power set this up to sunset after another presidential administration or election. Election. And this sunsetting is the important part to our comic book story. It's 2005. In July 2005, legislators voted to continue the act— not letting it sunset. Okay. March of 2006, it was passed again, expanding its powers to include death penalties for those detained. It strengthened port security. It deepened law enforcement's ability to look into financing, and it was signed yet again by the president.
0: Okay, now by this time, Mm -hmm. he had also, independently of the Patriot Act, but Mm -hmm. concurrently, Yes, Effectively in the same time period, uh, founded the mm-hmm. Department of Homeland Security and shuffled yes a bunch of different departments into DHS. Yes, not least of which was the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. which, by the way, speak to any coasty about that, and you will get an unprintable response because <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they had the previously. The, yeah, pff, great yeah uh and we know how well that's you know turned out for everybody who wants to fly anywhere at all ever <laughs> in this country. um you can ask my wife about the rants she has to put up with anytime we have to travel anywhere by aircraft. Oh, I bet because we get we get through security mm-hmm. and i'm 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 such a bullshit coward, I mm. tell you because you know i get I get so hopped up, I get so angry, but while I'm actually standing there with the t s a people I'm like no i gotta I gotta get on the flight. I yes can't. sir, no, sir yeah, you know and yeah. then and then afterward, I'm you know,
1: god damn it god Mr damn it, god damn
0: mr. God damn it. mr Mr libertarian justice warrior I don't know, God I damn don't it, know. I'm a free man in a free country, I shouldn't have to put up with this bullshit, yeah but you know, in the moment yeah. i don't I don't have the courage well because you have patience. a
1: stake in continuing forward, you don't have the time to give toward. Fighting the good fight because yeah. you're raising a child and part of a family. Yeah. Well, this was even this was how even before you.
0: the kid came along. But, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So for the sake of security, we mm. allowed those in charge to authorize invasion of an awful lot of heretofore private information with little to no real oversight or recourse.
0: They basically overwrote the Fourth Amendment.
1: Yes. Like they just papered over. Just
0: it. like you know we don't really need this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, once it was time... Hardly to re-
0: anybody remembers it from when they studied government in school. Right. Like, you know, you ask anybody, what's the Fourth Amendment?
1: Nobody pleads uh, the Fourth, yeah, although nobody, they should. Nob- they
0: should. Yep. Nobody pleads the Fourth. Yeah. Um. And when you plead the Fifth, everybody is like, oh, well, see, you know, mm-hmm. nobody understands what the Bill of Rights was supposed to fucking do. Anyway, sorry. Government, okay. <laughs> social so, Studies teachers, we could bitch about this stuff all night. So, carry on.
1: Once it was time to reauthorize... Uh, it wasn't so much the fear of lack of security anymore. It was that it had normalized. We're going to do this again? Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, okay. whatever, yeah. Now, just for kicks, I'm going to read something here in support of the need to restrict civil liberties, actually, in times of crisis, okay? Uh, I, I, I like to do my due diligence. So, quote, It is therefore permissible to restrict the rights of personal freedom, freedom of expression, including freedom of the press, the freedom to organize and assemble, the privacy of postal communications. Warrants for house searches, orders for confiscations, as well as restrictions on property are also permissible beyond the legal limits otherwise prescribed. Also, quote, in keeping with the purpose and aim of the decree, the additional measures will be directed against the, we're going to leave it redacted for just a second, in the first instance, but then also against those who cooperate with the redacted, and who support and encourage their criminal aims. <laughs> I would point out that <laughs> any necessary I know you're
0: redacted I would point
1: out that any necessary measures against members or establishments of other than redacted can only be justified by the decree if they serve to help the defense against redacted activities in the widest sense.
0: Redacted is Jews and Jewish, isn't it? And yeah. this is a quote from the Third Fucking Reich.
1: It is. So yeah. The first one yeah. was the preamble. I
0: know your tricks, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we know their tricks, too, and it still happened. Yeah. Um, damn it. The first one was from the preamble in Article 1 of the Reichstag Fire Decree. <laughs> the second one was from uh. A, uh, a a very respected veteran of the First World War, a hero pilot named Hermann Goering.
0: Yeah. Also a
1: huge goddamn Nazi.
0: A huge goddamn Nazi, heroin addict, mm-hmm.
1: art thief. Yeah. So. Slaver. So back to 2006, March of yeah, 2006.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Jumping forward.
1: A couple other things have Are happened. Are really, though?
0: Yeah. yeah. No. Uh,
1: the election season is about Iraq. The war is not ending. We aren't being greeted as liberators. And the Patriot Act is not sunsetting. Now, this is uh, 2004. We're talking March 2006. So this is not an election year for the president. This is for legislators.
0: congressional, yeah, Yeah. midterm election.
1: Midterms. As you
0: said before, this is the one where the Republicans lose their majority.
1: Yeah. Interestingly, the uh, 2004 election was between one man who had dodged the draft a number of times, another man who had served in the same war that the first man had dodged, And then they were arguing about that war instead of the current war that we were in, and they were arguing about that war, and the one who had actually served uh, was painted as some sort of a war coward, and it worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, March 2006, a couple other things have happened. The election season, like I said, it's about Iraq. It's not ending. We're, we are not being greeted as liberators. The Patriot Act it's is turning, not sunsetting. It's turning
0: into our generation's Vietnam.
1: Yes. It's Southwest Asia instead of Southeast Asia. Yeah. That's kind of the difference. Same distance, too. Uh, there had been rumblings as early as Bush's victory in 2004 uh, of sunsetting it. And during the beginning of his second term in 2005, there was a ramping up of troop presence. Remember the surge? Yep. Uh, It was in the works, despite popular opinion being otherwise. However, I will point this out, uh, even Obama said that the surge actually was effective. Yeah. Uh, If you're there, you might as well go all in. And it turns out the Rumsfeld Doctrine was not working and just getting people killed. Uh, A branch of the government— Well, you
0: go to war with the army, you have. Yeah. You know, I there are some there are some things that Rumsfeld said that I defend. That, mm-hmm. that he took shit for that mm-hmm. no 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 that's actually a meaningful thing if you're not looking for something to mock. Mm-hmm. The known unknowns unknown unknowns. That, I actually that like thing, that quote. Yeah. That's that's a that is that is a meaningful Yeah. Remarkably actually when you think about it it's kind of common sense but it's not anything anybody ever thinks about.
1: Right. And, well, the band Rancid did. They said all I know is that I don't know nothing.
0: Okay, well, okay. Yeah. So other than Rancid, Donald Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld, um, you know, and, and I remember pundits and comedians and everybody, you know, being like, what nonsense is this? This is bullshit. No, it actually made sense. And and like at the time, no, no, no. If you're going to pick on the man, there's plenty of valid (laughs) shit to pick on him for. all this. You know, you go to war with the army you have, like, tell you what. Uh going to war is something you got to declare. Yeah. Going to war is is an active decision you got to make. How about you just don't go to war if the army isn't ready? Yeah. Like war, the Iraq war.
1: invasion yeah. and the occupation was not something we had to do, especially since they weren't actually tied to the people who crashed the plane. They had nothing
0: building. to do with 9/11 at all. Yeah. Now in the popular imagination that link was created.
1: Yes. Well, because there was a Q in both words, Al-Qaeda and, and Iraq. And Iraq. So yeah. that, okay. was, that and, was enough.
0: And they're all Arabs. Right. Right. Except, Except that the majority Arab. of the people in Iraq are actually uh, Shiite mm-hmm. Muslims. And uh, Al-Qaeda is Sunni. is by its definition Wahhabist, mm-hmm. which isn't just Sunni. It's, it's fundamentalist It's, it's, it's like Sunni. fundamentalist Sunni. Yeah. They're, they're like the Franklin Grams of the
1: Muslim world. They're the John Birch Society. Yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh, good one. Yes, they are. <laughs> you
1: know? So.
0: And so, you know, yeah. yeah. It, um, It's interesting. There, there was a there was a great article. I want to say it was in The Atlantic. Uh-huh. Or it might have, well, no. might have been Rolling Stone. But anyway, it was written by a political analyst. Mm-hmm. Um In, in, I want to say it was like 07. Mm-hmm. That made a really remarkable comparison and contrast between George H.W. Bush, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Bush the Lesser, Mm -hmm. and uh, Henry V. Okay. Henry V. picked a fight. Yes. And started a war, or rekindled a war that Mm -hmm. had never officially ended, uh, with the French. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, secured himself an overwhelming rapid victory Mm -hmm. and was lauded as a hero by his people. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: But in the process, he bankrupted England and and created a huge financial economic mess. George H.W. Bush wanted to do the first part of that. Right. Thought he could avoid the second part of it. Right. And failed on all counts. Yes. And the author then went and and got into, you know, uh, Henry V was trying to do this in order to get rid of the stain of illegitimacy of his claim to the throne through his father, who was a usurper. Wow. And George H.W. Bush was trying to do this because there had always been the questions about the legitimacy of his election. And there was his daddy issues. Yeah, it was. I gotta find That's the article at some point parallel. so I can yeah. dig it up and show it to you because it was an amazing historical parallel.
1: But, I have a question: Did Henry V actually raise taxes for his war? Because normally, if you go to war, you should raise taxes. <laughs> just saying that out loud.
0: <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, yeah, he did. He levied. Yeah. Well, which there was what, yeah, what medieval what medieval monarchs did was yep. they they went to everybody and said, "Hey, hey, going to war in France, pay up." Yep. I, uh, you, uh, you know, you got two choices: show up with all your kit, or right. you know, pay me so I can pay mercenaries. Yeah. You know. Uh, or you know both.
1: Bush didn't Better do yet, that. Bush no. Bush, Bush gave us all that. a tax cut. Bush, Bush so gave that us all bullshit tax cut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you know drove the deficit through the ceiling.
1: Well, because they're the party of fiscal responsibility. Oh yeah.
0: So sorry. So, sorry yeah. I'm no. Uh, all over the forward progress. Of that's our, of our fine. Analogy. So
1: you've got this surge that's starting to go, despite public opinion being against it. So I would just like to point out that a branch of the government was ignoring the public will. Yes. I think it's time for a commercial.
0: All right, let's do that hey geek nation this is Ed
1: and Damien hey, hey what you got there
0: uh, I got a copy of uh, the stolen uh, by my good friend Bishop O'Connell
1: he is a Norwegian wedding cake
0: creator no he is not oh he is a he, uh, an urban fantasy writer a member of the science fiction writers of America oh wow so yeah.
1: that's that looks like it says one of three
0: uh, yes well it's uh, the first volume of an American fairy tale the other two volumes are uh, the forgotten and the returned
1: nice what's yeah. uh d- it's a fairy tale. Does that mean there's a lot of Celtic and Irish folklore in there? A very great deal, yes. Uh,
0: the first novel actually involves the characters traveling to Tir na nÓg.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Wow, I remember that from Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> and with that, back to the show.
0: Fine work,
1: Mr. Harmony. Thank you. Fine work. You too, Mr. Blaylock. Thank you. All right. So uh, when we left off, it was March of 2006. Uh, A couple other things have happened, by the way. Um, uh, But what I'm here to talk to you about is Marvel Comics. Okay. So here's Marvel. They just finished two years of crossover events dealing with the falling faith in heroes. Okay. Avengers Disassembled. Okay. House of M and Decimation.
0: Okay, I remember House of M.
1: Everybody remembers. House I don't. Event. I
0: don't. I'm going to admit mm-hmm. I was not reading. Nobody else enough was titles. Either. I was not reading enough titles it, regularly enough right. to know all the details. But I remember there was an awful lot of shit going on. Yes, it was about it was the big, reality
1: that we're living in is not the reality that's actually real. And uh, because uh, the people who are in charge don't actually get to be in charge, even though one of them is in charge, uh, and she had the power to make everybody in charge, and and yet the real reality is that they weren't in charge, and therefore it's going to come crashing down, and yeah. I'm hearing
0: Scarlet Witch is involved here.
1: Yes. The, the, the yes. she's in charge, but, but she's not
0: really the real that's clearly Scarlet, Witch yes. is a reality bender. Yes. Now, was this the same, the same kind of set of storylines that involved, uh, Magneto coming back as a different mutant? No, who didn't remember who he was and he was some kind of nope. psychic. Okay. That's a
1: different one. So, okay. uh, that's where he comes back as Joshua or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, this is Magneto's in charge of the entire world. The mutants are running the world. And they're keeping... Who run the world? Mutants. There yeah. we go. Uh, and uh, it's like Bartertown. Town. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> so Magneto's in charge. Uh, Quicksilver is like the young princeling. And uh, Scarlet Witch is finally getting everything that she wants. Right? Uh, and as it turns well, out... Well, the
0: moment Scarlet Witch gets everything she wants, shit's about to go terribly, yeah. terribly wrong because that can't be allowed to happen.
1: And like, a, that's that's a trope. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and so as it turns out, uh, Wolverine is because of his healing factor, because he's so old and all that kind of stuff. He's like, there's something that just ain't right, and he starts to see and pierce the veil of reality. Mm. Um, the mutants are in charge in this world, and wow. yeah, Wolverine is the one. He's the moral with, center with
0: the with the mm-hmm. with the with the wisdom and sagacity, mm-hmm. all right, okay.
1: and he also gets uh, Peter Parker involved, uh, who is lower class citizen. Um but uh eventually they pierce the veil and it turns out it's not Magneto that's been manipulating Wanda this whole time. It's actually uh Mr. Quicksilver. Sinister. Oh it's Quicksilver. Yeah. The sun. I-, I would just like to point out the sun is yeah. in charge yeah. in this fantasy world that has made second class citizens of everyone else. So it's a real (laughs) interesting inversion. So, but these huge crossovers were gaining steam, but they weren't really taking off. Um, So if you're a Marvel head, yeah, they're important, but they're important in the same way that like the first novel of Voltaire is probably important to you. It's not Candide, but it's something else, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It sets
0: the stage for other stuff. It does. It's, 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 it's. it's it's the evidence of the road that the creator passed on to get to the masterwork.
1: Yeah. Okay. And uh, the zeitgeist is getting increasingly grim.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Because it's
1: 2006. thousand. We're surrounded. Right? We're
0: surrounded by a war in Iraq that's not ending, even mm-hmm. though we all want it to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've got, but if we, but if we pull out and leave, we're mm-hmm. going to be responsible for breaking it and not buying it.
1: Right. Pottery you know, barn. Pottery rules. barn. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I'm not even talking about our foreign policy. I'm talking about uh, the, um, the, the world that we live in here in America. So it's not just in the universe of Marvel that this is fucked up. It's a real issue that's touching most of us. And comic books are starting to hold up a mirror saying, haven't you had enough? And the threat and the fear that Americans felt was no longer abstract like it was in the Cold War. As much as it caused nightmares in little girls, Mm -hmm. as much as it uh, completely uh, perverted and and warped comics, um, this was specific, it was unpredictable, and it was subtle. Okay. The terrorists could attack at any point again, and we know exactly what it looks like. Here's the basics. Okay. Here's what leads to the Civil War. My favorite team of all time, the New Warriors, have slid down the ranks of Herodom. To the point of being a reality show. Okay. 2006. Yeah. Reality TV is a big deal and it's really hitting its stride. Every network had something on it that was unscripted and overly produced.
0: Unscripted.
1: They were unscripted. Yeah. But they were heavily edited to create a narrative. Yeah. So these kids end up in a fight that's way over their heads, which leads to the death of 600 people in Stamford, Connecticut. This includes over 60 kids as the epicenter was just on the other side of a fence to a school playground. Okay. This kills all the new warriors, save for one, who's got the ability to absorb kinetic energy and bounce away from it. He gets blown to, like, upstate New York by the explosion. The bad guy, uh, and I might be getting my, my state wrong, but the bad guy Nitro, blows up, he's got the ability to blow himself up and then come back a few minutes later. He blows up to such a level that it's a nuclear bomb going off in Stanford, immediately killing Namorita, which is a damn sham. She was cool. Yeah. And a bunch all the other new warriors, too. They're just vaporized immediately. After this happens, uh, people lose faith in superheroes because these kids took it too far and got people killed on camera. They're on camera saying, these guys look a little tough. Yeah, but what would the ratings be like if we beat them? And they went and stormed mm. the house of the bad guys. They didn't wait till the bad guys were caught in flagranto or anything like that. Um, there's a movement toward regulating superpowered individuals and holding them accountable, like the police are alleged to be.
0: Well, wait, hold on. Yes. Clearly, we're talking about a fantasy universe here, mm. because you're saying that police officers are actually held accountable. Yeah. Law enforcement actually well. has has account.
1: My God, what escapist fiction is this? It's pre-smartphone. Yeah. Okay. So this all sounds quaint now. Yeah. (laughs) And somewhat foregone. Um, People now would look back and wonder why there was even an argument. Yeah. Uh, And back then, though, the idea of superheroes not having secret identities was exceedingly rare. We can thank the MCU for this. Yeah. Because the Iron Man movie wouldn't come out for another two years, which means that mass culture didn't know of a world where superheroes just called each other by their first name on missions and their identities weren't secret. Like in all the movies, he's Tony. Yeah. He's Steve or Cap. But everybody knows Steve Rogers is Cap. Everybody knows Natasha Romanoff is the Black Widow. I mean, to be fair, she she never wore a mask anyway in, in the movies. Um, but or in the comics. No, in the comics, there was a brief interlude uh, where she was dumbly dressed. Okay. Um, but uh, you you have no secret identities in the MCU, really, except for Peter Parker. And even then, he shares his identity with anybody who's a hero. Yeah. Uh, but not with the but, rest but within,
0: of us. But within the MCU, mm-hmm. that's explicitly shown to kind of be him being a naive kid. Yes. That he does it that way. Yes.
1: So, so all right. yeah, but, but,
0: but yeah, at prior the time, to, prior to civil war, if you were a superhero, you had your superhero identity yep. and you had your mortal identity Yes, and never the twain shall meet right. and your, your secret identity was the most important thing you needed to protect.
1: It was a vulnerability that made you easy to be put into danger at any time. Yeah. In fact, the new warriors even had a storyline whereby their secret identities were found out. And a gang, basically, a high-powered, highly-financed gang, went and killed some of the relatives of these people. Uh, and so it really hardened the New Warriors at one point. Wow. It deepened the stakes for them. Yeah. So the stage is set for the comic world, right? People want to rein in superheroes and make them register because of their powers. Yeah. That's not new. There had been the Mutant Registration Act in the 1980s. Now that was an allegory for all kinds of bigotry at that time. So now things have changed and there's a conflict and there's very decent people on both sides trying to do the right thing. And I don't actually mean that as glibly as it sounds.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, you're using the phrase very decent people. But they
1: are. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You have a very solid argument of y'all are just running around, doing whatever you want. And you have the other solid argument of you don't get to register me just because of who I am. And and
0: there's also at, at some point mm-hmm. the the comic book version of the 308 rule mm-hmm. uh, gets brought up, which was was done real well in the in the movie yes. Civil War, which was look we have the ability to stop stuff from happening. We
1: right. we have
0: the ability, you know, this the Registration Act is going to prevent us being able to do what makes us right heroes. We we have. We have the power to stop people from doing these things, right? Which means, since we have the power, we have the responsibility. Yes, you know that was that was Cap's argument was yep. this is the whole reason that I became what I am. Now is, that's is, that's MCU,
1: and I, I want to I stay know. away from. I, you. I, I understand. So, but, so instead, okay. I want you to read this panel. Yep, this Doctor Strange right. talking to Reed Richards. Okay. At a meeting of all the heroes in the Baxter build in the Baxter Building.
0: Okay. Uh so strange says so what are they saying Dr. Richards that I'll be forced to become a federal employee or face a warrant for my arrest and Reed Richards responds actually you were one of the few post humans they're hoping to seek a compromise with Stephen. uh somebody at the bottom of the frame who I can't make out it's uh, just Oh that's Luke mobbing. Cage. Okay, Luke Cage. Pension plans and annual vacation time it's ridiculous. What are they trying to do? Turn us into civil servants? And then – oh, no, that's Wasp.
1: Oh, Wasp said that.
0: And next to Wasp is a bald dude with – That's Luke Cage. That's Luke Cage. Looks to me like they're closing us down, Wasp. Good. And now in the frame, I want to point out who all is in the frame. We have uh, Iron Man in his armor, Falcon, Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine, mm-hmm. for some reason, is standing between Reed Richards and and Strange, which, like of all the places he'd be hanging out at that party, that doesn't make any sense to me. Ben Grimm is mm-hmm. behind Strange, which he's within proximity of Richards, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. She-Hulk is there. Uh, whatever name Hank Pym was going by at the time there. Yep. Uh, standing. Oh, there. that's Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Yeah.
1: You got Nightwing right Nightwing. there. Nightwing. Patriot, Hulkling, Patriot, Hulkling uh, uh, okay. the new Hawkeye Cyclops. Yeah. And I forget. Oh, uh, uh, Stature. Okay. So a All bunch right. of young Avengers. Okay. Right. So then. Cool. All
0: right. They're shutting us down is the punchline there, tagline. Ah, and then Tony Stark. Or making us more legitimate. Why shouldn't we be better trained and publicly accountable? Uh, somebody said we should go on strike if they mess with us like this. Does anybody else think that's a good idea? No, uh, this is Reed Richards responding to that. No, uh, it's Patriot, right? No, I don't think anyone here could seriously advocate a superhero strike, son. Cyclops being the middle child forever. So, what's the general consensus? Uh, Stark, and this is important. As far as I'm concerned, Stamford was our wake up call. What alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity, Uh and he should know, becoming public employees makes perfect sense if it helps people sleep a little easier. Falcon, I can't believe I'm hearing this. The masks are a tradition. We can't just let them turn us into super cops. Then Yellow Jacket, are you kidding? We're lucky people have tolerated this for as long as they have, Sam. Why should we be allowed to hide behind these things? Wolverine, because the world ain't so nice outside your ivory tower, bub. And Ben Grimm, who, as was pointed out Mm -hmm. in your episode on the Fantastic Four as as a perverse nuclear family. Yep. uh, Tell me about it, Stumpy. You think Johnny would have ended up in the hospital last night if morons like you wasn't out there giving us a bad name.
1: Now, just real quick, Johnny Storm shows up. He flies in. And, and D flames right outside of a club. People give him shit for getting celebrity status. And he's like, ah, yeah, talk to me later, Junior. And he starts to go in, and he's attacked by a gang because you're the type of person that killed all those kids, baby killer. And they beat the shit out of him. So he's hospitalized.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. now is, is Ben... Mm-hmm talking about Wolverine giving everybody yes. a bad name? Okay, so yes. that's an argument between the two of them.
1: Now, Wolverine once clawed Ben Gurn <laughs> in the face. Oh, okay. And so, made it so he had to wear a mask. So there's, so there's, there's yeah, beef ben, there. Yeah, Wolverine has enmity with everybody. He's yeah,
0: well, w- Wolverine is, yeah.
1: Now, look who shows up.
0: Ah, Iron Spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows, but if they're forcing everybody to work for Uncle Sam, I think a whole lot of people might just hang up their tights. Uh, Silver Sable, I think that is, says Spider-Man. Uh, the secret identity... Oh, no. Wait.
1: This is Sue Storm it's now Sue, talking. Sue
0: Storm now talking. Secret identity thing isn't such a big deal. Fantastic Four have been public since the very beginning, and it's never really been a serious concern. Yeah. Your husband is Reed fucking Richards.
1: Yeah. Well, get... Like, here's, okay. here's what Spidey says. And
0: Spidey's response is, yeah, well, not until that day I come home and find my wife impaled on an octopus arm and the woman who raised me begging for her life. Yeah. Meaningful point there. hmm Now... Nightwing. Nightwing. Uh, Does anybody else think we're being a little paranoid here? After all, this is all still just speculation at the moment, right? And Daredevil. No, this has been building up for a long time. Nighthawk. Nighthawk, not Nightwing. Nightwing is D.C. You're right. Uh, Stanford's just the straw that broke the camel's back. This is the end of the way we do business. You can smell it in the air.
1: So. So. There's that debate raging on. Yeah. Okay? Now, uh... I want so
0: and so the debate to to mm-hmm, encapsulate it mm-hmm. the debate boils down to mm-hmm. uh, collective control of superheroes and accountability of superheroes versus the individual right of superheroes to maintain their Fourth privacy. Amendment rights yep. to
1: privacy. So it's it's in very broad brushes and I think clumsy brushes second versus fourth. okay. I don't like how broad that brush is, but it is what people glommed onto. Okay. Now, this is Cap talking to Maria Hill.
0: Okay. I think this plan will split us down the middle. I think you're going to have us at war with one another. Well. Yeah. uh, Some S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. What's the matter with these guys? How can anyone argue with superheroes being properly trained and paid for a living? Uh, How many rebels do you estimate here, Captain? Some other S.H.I.E.L.D. agent a lot uh, Hill any majors uh, cap a few but mostly the heroes who work close to the streets like Daredevil and Luke Cage uh, Maria Hill so nobody you can't handle I I, I picture there being a beat there there uh-huh. is there is a shift of frame yep but but were it were it a television script right. I, I I picture there is a pause yep <laughs> followed by cap saying. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And Maria Hill with a particular kind of expression on her face. And I don't know if that's just the the angle that we're seeing her from. No, or what. she's she's she's, she's looking snarling. Yeah. yeah. You heard. Yep. By the way, I just want to point out, um I don't remember what Maria Hill's background mm-hmm. is in the comics prior to joining SHIELD. Nor I. But I do know mm-hmm. That that kind of language is something that as a cadet in ROTC, mm-hmm. we were told, if you're given an illegal order, mm-hmm. it is your moral and legal responsibility to refuse to follow it. So, if her background, what I'm saying is, if her background is military, mm-hmm. she should know fucking better.
1: So did William Calley. Uh,
0: no. Oh, I'm going right. to argue okay. the only the reason I got that training was because Callie didn't know better. Okay. Uh, Callie is the object lesson in yeah. when you get an immoral order, you say no. Yeah. Um, so anyway, continuing on Maria yep. Hill, uh, this proposal goes to a vote in two weeks time and could be law in as little as a month, but we can't go in half cocked. We're already developing an anti superhuman response unit here, but we need to make sure the Avengers are on side. And that you're out there leading the Avengers.
1: Now hang on just a second. How quickly is it gonna to go to a vote? Two weeks. And and how quickly will it be a law? A month. That's that's <laughs> that's significantly longer in yeah. a fantasy world where a man nuclear bombed himself next to a school than what we did as a convulsion of fear Yeah. after 9 11 Oh now, yeah. Yeah. Please to continue.
0: Uh uh, we need to make sure the Avengers are on side and that you're out there leading the Avengers. Cap's response <laughs> to, to Hill's surprise, forget
1: about it. Uh, and notice you're, he's holding up his hand as though he's kind of pledging.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're asking me to arrest people who risk their lives for this country every day of the week. Hill, no, I'm asking you to obey the will of the American people, Captain.
1: Hmm. Now, that is a valid thing. Yes. It absolutely is. Yes. So you're seeing yeah. both ways. And oh, yeah. by the way, look at the coloration. She's the red side. He's the blue side.
0: Oh, yeah. No, they're yep. already setting up.
1: Yep. Visually, they're already setting up yep. the dichotomy. They've even got them facing each other. Yeah. And yeah. now his expression. And now his
0: response, mm-hmm. now he's pissed, and he actually has the shield on his arm. Mm-hmm. We can see now at this point. Uh, and, and he's looks like he's ki- not quite shouting, but he is clearly... Yep. You know, doing, doing the pointing finger, speaking forcefully. Don't play politics with me, Hill. Superheroes need to stay above that stuff or Washington starts telling us who the supervillains are. And her response... As a whole bunch of, are those bots or are those? No, those agents? are shield agents. Those are shield agents in who some kind of armor. Who have been around him this whole time. They've been around him the whole time and are in some kind of really hardcore body armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hill says, I thought supervillains were guys in masks who refused to obey the law, in mm-hmm. italics. Followed by the sound effect chick-chack from several different places as a whole bunch of shield agents uh, cocked their firearms.
1: So. That's, that's what's going on at yeah. that time as far as their discussion goes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, like I said, very decent people on both sides trying to do right. Yes. Iron Man wanted to go ahead with it, okay, to have some say in how it's getting carried out. And that was why he said, he said, no, no, if we get ahead of this, then we can guide it. And he also wanted to repent for his own shortcomings,
0: Oh well, because he's he's had he's had a, a guilt complex, uh, rightly so. Atonement complex.
1: Yep. Since since Demon in a Bottle. Now here's you the know, thing. I mean, that's, he that's wasn't, part of his background. And he wasn't accidentally given his power. He's not the only one of his kind. He sought his power out, and he uses it to fix it when he's broken. Okay. And he uses it to fix what he's broken. Yes. He also tries to get ahead of the curve in terms of thinking about things. He sees this as the better of two bads. It's a scared new world, and he sees this as a way to control the damage in the future and sees himself as the bridge between doing right and doing what the government wants. He is working within the system. In short, he doesn't want to do it, but he sees why others do it, so he's compromising. Hayes code. Yeah, CCA. If we if we police <laughs> if ourselves, we, if
0: we police ourselves, we're not going to have to. we're, we're, yeah. we're going to. In this case, it's not. We're going to avoid legislation, but right. we'll be able to Guide have it hand legislation. in legislation. Yes.
1: Okay. Caps objection is pretty simple, which is in some ways why it's more attractive, I think, to people. Now, not everybody agrees. I have a friend who absolutely is like, "Dude, oh, so you're in favor of vigilantism?" I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> no.
0: and I can't square
1: that circle. I really no, yeah, can't. No, no but no. but he says Cap says, look, many people have superpowers that they did not seek, and they shouldn't have to register who they are with a government who's been less than trustworthy over the years. Not even just less than trustworthy, less than competent. Name a supervillain that can't hack everything in the Pentagon. Yeah. Also, he saw Japanese internment. And finally, and, he, and
0: explicitly, he explicitly talks about it. Yep. I mean, that's something that gets brought up in the comic.
1: Yeah. And this is the most concrete, least man-out-of-time reason that there is. Governments are never as invulnerable with their information as they want people to believe. And a dedicated villain can hack in, find, and disseminate all the secret entities of all the people otherwise trying to do good for the world with what they have. So if you register us, you have basically given everybody our names. So yeah. in short, security versus civil liberties in two thousand six. Yeah. After the Patriot Act doesn't sunset. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to leave this episode. Okay. Because the timing is is just such uh, that this will fit perfectly on the other side. Yeah. So, having read a bunch of comic books with me for just now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about your takeaway now, or just hold off until we finish this whole beast?
0: Um, I think right now, mm-hmm. my biggest, I don't know if aha moment is the right term, but but um, it strikes me
1: mm-hmm.
0: how, um, even as... We have our own sympathies for different reasons with the different heroes, you know, prior, prior to a priori, before all of this mm-hmm. is happening, you know, uh, we have our opinions about Tony Stark. We have our opinions about Steve Rogers mm-hmm. and everybody else involved the way everything broke down, I remember watching the kind of the blow by blow summaries of who's on what side and how did this work out and what happened. And, um, what was, um, what was remarkable to me at the time was the number of the heroes who wound up not breaking the way that I had anticipated. Yep. Yep. And the reasons for that were really good examples of writing. Yes. And so, as an artifact of comic book history, yeah, I think that's that's my takeaway right now. All all yeah. of the Zit guy stuff and all the political, I mean, that that'll require yeah, yeah, yeah. some more talking to to get to a takeaway there. Sure. But that's that's what I'm remembering right now, having mm-hmm. having reread that whole set of panels with with. Uh, it's very text heavy. Well, it's very text heavy and And, you know part of the problem with an audio medium is the visual parts of it. we We have to depend on you, dear listener, to to you know hear us talking about the contrasts in yep. color. But, you know it it was it was a very clear, very overt thing. yes. and and the way it was all crafted, at the beginning, mm-hmm. where, we, where we are, where we're talking about right now. Yes. It was all very artfully crafted. And the opening few moves of the chess game yep. were a remarkable journey.
1: Uh-huh. Um, By the way, that next scene, uh, Cap basically tells her, don't do this. She says to him, basically, don't do this. Uh, and he tells the, the guys with the guns, weapons down, boys, we don't want to do this. Uh, and then he runs and jumps out the window of the helicarrier. Yeah. Uh, and they all start shooting at him. And he lands on a plane.
0: Oh yeah, this this is the point where he and, yeah. shatters the cockpit of the aircraft. Yep, jumps into the aircraft.
1: No, he stays on the. Oh, outside he stays on the and outside. Tells the, guy, tells the guy to land, and the guy inside swears and he says, "Watch your mouth, son." Yeah. So that's language. Language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Maria Hill is up there and goes, "Damn you for doing this." Yeah. And she's got a point. But at the same time, so does he. So does he, and that's kind of the point of the Civil War. Yeah, because in this Civil War, both sides were right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Both both sides both sides had
1: legitimate, legitimate arguments.
0: Legitimate arguments. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So uh, I'm not even going to bother with recommendations on reading. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, you should read the Civil Reread War. Reread Civil War. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we will catch you uh, in the next episode. So, for uh, Geek Nation, or yeah, for the Geek Nation and for uh, a geek Geek history History of time, Time, I'm Damien Harmony.
0: I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, keep rolling 20s. Yeah.